Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I'm so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco, committed to creating high quality and unique bands, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's time to fly back to the Great White North as 12 new queens take on the battle to be the next queen of the North. But who will it be? It's time to preview the upcoming Canada's Drag Race 3 and joining this flock are Alice in Wonderland and Obscura. How are you? Hello. I am lovely. So glad to be here. And I'm alive. (laughs) Now, now, obviously, um, we are going to talk about a photo shoot that was bird-themed. Um, we will discuss said theme, um, but if you had to do this bird theme, oh. what would you wear? So I would dress up as my friend's pet bird who <laughs> is no longer with us. And there was a running gag that our friend put the bird through a sewing machine. So I would be a bird covered in like sewing pins and thread and like measuring tape, sort of like the birds making Cinderella's dress, but like dead. Oh my god. Okay, I don't think Canada's Drag Race would approve that, but yeah, go for it. Yeah, I, I think that would be like Cuban alternate look. Um, uh, ooh, I, I mean, I would definitely go with my signature color palette of um, green, pink, and orange, and I would probably mm. do some kind of Bird of Paradise-esque look with mm. a lot of a lot of um, plumes and details. Something, something fun, you know. Very fun, very fun, very fun. Um, yeah, feathers, feathers. Why this was the theme, we're going to figure it out. Canvas <laughs> Drag Race 3, we're here. Um, I'm excited. I'm a little more excited now that um, I, I have more friends in Canada. Um, so they made me like realize, yeah, I like Canadian drag. Canadian drag is almost like American drag, but nicer. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. like a totally like different world up there. It's kind of surprising because it's not like they're very far, but it, the influences are completely different. And of course, having part of their country being French speaking, it really, I feel, gives like an exotic edge almost. Yeah. It's exotic <laughs> Canada. Ooh. Ooh. Well, it, it is. I mean, let, let, <laughs> let's be real. They have a cube, but not the cube. Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> And, and they're better for it, aren't they? <laughs> Listen, I've been joking with someone all day today being like, I'm just going to start a Twitter um, account just to go through the statements because I'm getting whiplash with all these flip-floppers. Oh, uh, the fact that there are what? Like almost 200 article, whatever. Not important and not the important. thing we're talking about. Today. No, we're, we're going to talk about the queue from Quebec. Um, and obviously listeners if you don't know um, season one Zorita Vega is going to be hosting Drag Race Belgique 
um, because she's not Belgian, Belgian at all. But go for it, girl. Go for it. Have fun. Have, go off. They were just like, you know what? We need to give another, like, almost made it to the top queen. Another listen, listen. After UK versus the world, they're like, oh, my God. We have a host as a contestant. They said, well, if this person happened to be on another show called Canada versus the world, maybe she should be a host also. That's a theory. That's what <laughs> I I'm mean, done with. well, listen, listen, because there's no one else on that cast would host anything. Um, well, <laughs> y'all, I'm saucy tonight. This is gonna be fun. All right, Canada's Drag Race three. Um, if you had to pick a better season, was it one or two? One. I loved one. I, I thought the personalities were so great. Of course, mm-hmm. seeing, seeing a queen that I basically was in the first few shows I was in on, on international television was kind of cool uh-huh, um, for the uh-huh. first time. And it was, it was definitely, I, I don't know, I felt very connected to that season. And I really liked that we got introduced to the weird and wacky Jimbo, who mm-hmm. will always go down as one of my favorite queens. Yeah, and guess yeah. what? We get to talk about Jimbo today. <gasps> I think that uh, season one's cast was so strong, and then season two, I don't know, I just kind of could not get into it. Like, it just, it, the whole thing felt very rehearsed to me. It felt very forced. And season mm-hmm. one just felt, like, so organic, and the girls were just letting it happen as it happened, you know? Yeah, it's true. It is definitely true. Um, season three, let's talk about what we know so far. The season was officially announced on June 15th with a promo theme of Birds of a Feather. Now let's discuss it. Last season, we had this weird-ass, like, candy theme, and some of the queens weren't even in the color scheme. This year, they're like, birds, but any color. Why? I I feel like vibrancy is such an important part of marketing and wanting people to watch the show nowadays. Every season... Like, you know, since what? I want to say since Bianca's season, really. Um, everything's just gotten so much more colorful. Um, no, yeah, uh, season eight, season eight. Because season seven was black and white. Oh, right, 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 right. I forgot about season seven. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely season Yeah, eight. most people do. <laughs> but then but I, but you, look at, you look at the all-winter season and their promo was nude and crystals. And that's one of the best seasons to come out of Drag Race in a long time. And so many people are watching. So... You know, maybe color doesn't have a lot to do with it. Maybe they need to take a few pointers from that. I definitely think that vibrancy, though, for selling these other franchises might be a little important because it's one thing to watch U.S. Drag Race with Queens We Know and stuff like that. But I feel like they really want to make these as marketable as possible. So I definitely get the vibrancy. I I do wish that the birds were a little more birdie. I will say that. Well, that's that's what I think was difficult is because I think this was stretching a lot of people's drag because uh, I don't think I know who these people are based on their look and then looking at their Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Also, on the point of vibrancy, I think vibrancy is important, but it, it, it's just not cohesive. You can be vibrant and have things go together. You can be vibrant and have things look like a complete package, but this promo kind of just looks like you took a pack of Crayola crayons and threw it at the wall and hope something stuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little crazy. It reminds me a lot of um, what was, I guess it was season eight 
was that the hair salon promo? Yeah, yeah. That one had, that one was also, I felt like none of them really went together. And then the next season, which was like gem tones, I think. Yeah. But nobody really wore gem tones. <laughs> that was the first season people really started to question if they brought their looks or they were provided by the uh, show. Well, we can confirm that um, <laughs> Nina Bonina there Brown. was a little bit of, there was season nine, based off the info um, given, uh, there was a little bit of, here's something you can use. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, the season's going to debut on July 14th on Crave in Canada, BBC Three of the UK, and WoW Presents Plus Internationally. We are the internationally. Isn't that cool? Um, the judging panel will include Brooklyn Heights, Brad Goreski, and Tracy Melcher. Where is Amanda Bruegel? Literally no one knows. No statement saying she's not going to join us. Is she filming Hands Made Tale? Is she dead? Tell us what happened to Amanda Bruegel because I thought she was great. She was given Merle Ginsburg treatment. It's, I like, I, I was sad when Stacey McKenzie left wow. after season one because I loved her and I felt like mm-hmm. she was really the one that I felt was pushing the Queens in the right direction. She was almost like a Michelle in a sense, but in a very different kind of tone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I'm not mad at this judging panel this season. It's definitely, um, I would say everything's gone up since season one with the disaster that was a certain wildly hated judge. And yet um, they brought him back for All-Star 7. I, I can't believe. I can't well, believe. No mention of Canada. No mention of Canada. Well, well why would like they? They want to keep their ratings. <laughs> they, I was like shocked when they brought him back and it was just like, He's he's new. We we totally forgot that he was wildly hated for an entire season of television. Um, guest judges slated to appear include Carol Pope, Jeremy Ducher, Leslie Hampton, Mai Pang, Monica Chenar, Sarah Nurse, Saran Fox. None of which I know any. any I know Drag May, Race I know May Pang. <laughs> okay, we'll have to. Well, you'll explain in a second. And we have Drag Race intenses Jimbo and Vanessa Vanjie Mateo. So let's start off with the Canadian peoples. Um, I know zero. I, I could, can't even pretend to know any of them. I know who Mae Pang is. She's a sickening makeup artist. She's covered okay, cool. in tattoos. All her tattoos are symmetrical too. It's super cool. Everything matches on each side. Uh, she's bald. Uh, her makeup's really cool, but she's the only one I know. I, know. I feel like they have brought on a lot of, since the beginning of the show, it's been Canadian celebrities that just, you know, yeah. for the people in Canada, they're like, wow. For us, it's just like, I mean, even at this point in Drag Race, most of those um, guest judges at this point, I'm like, who? Like, Tuve Lu. Listen, listen, <laughs> there are a lot of celebrity Canadian people out there that have not been invited yet or been on the show. Shania Twain. A lot. She's Canadian. Set. She's Canadian. Avril Lavigne. Oh yeah, Celine Dion, Drake. They can't afford. They can't. Don Mendez, Drake, Drake, Justin Bieber, and his floppy face. Come on. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Honestly, they can't I, afford I don't know these people. I'd, I don't know who I'd really want to see from Canada. I, I mean, Celine Dion. I, I mean, they Celine would be. Celine would be impossible. I mean, you see their promo. You see the five dollar budget they're working on. You think they can afford Celine Dion? I think they could. I think Celine Dion would do it for free because she loves the gays. 
Well, you ask her then because clearly I will. I will ask her. Um, but yes, Jimbo, Vanessa Van Mateo, let's discuss this. Uh, Jimbo, Jimbo fine. Makes Jimbo makes sense. Yeah. The Banji, stand out of Canada's drag Why? Race. Like, is Banji for the pure meme of it all? Or? Yes, because, because she dated Brooklyn. It, I just don't get it. I don't, I do not get it. It does not compute. I mean, yeah. at least, at le- listeners, spoiler for a second, at least it's not during Canada versus the world because that would be full on bullshit if the rumors on that one are true. Yeah, I just think, I mean, Allison does bring up a fair point saying that, I mean, it's like Brooks, Brooks really good friend. (laughs) But other than that, I'm just a little confused why she couldn't have gotten, you know, maybe somebody like Rita, who's just been announced as a host. Or, or how about someone who is on the American show and is also Canadian, Jackie Cox. Oh, I always forget she's Canadian, yeah. Canadian. How dare <laughs> I love Jack. New York is but, currently burning because of that comment. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's you know, the comment that made completely, it burn. completely unrelated. That I was just at the premiere of another drag competition called Camp for Kiki, and there's a Canadian contestant, and she had a beaver purse, and I asked her what's his name, and she told me Jackie Cox. So she was too busy on Camp for Kiki to do Canada's Drag Race. There it is. <laughs> um, we're also going to have special appearances by Hollywood Jade and Isis Couture. Likely Isis's appearance will be the same as Priyanka's where she does the um, photo shoot with the finalists. Okay. Yeah. Kind right. of about right. What do you want to see this season? Um, I want to see a fist fight. I've been waiting a lot of seasons for it. I want to see okay. a good violence. Let's get real. Bring it back to reality TV. You know, it's too nicey-nicey, Miss Nice Girl. I don't want that. I want these girls to fight. I want drama. Well, based on the trailer, we do get some drama. Oh, good. I, okay, well, I guess drag-wise, I want to see a challenge that I feel like brings out a new side of maybe... I don't know. I feel like everything, every season, they curate the challenges very specifically to show different strengths and different weaknesses throughout the competition. But I'd like to see something that's a little more boundary pushing, I guess, which I like. Mm-hmm. I like that Canada had new types of challenges from the first season yeah. where I felt like there was something a little different and I feel like they could shake it up again. So I'd love to see, you know, Something that hasn't been done before, because I, I, I am getting a little tired of the format, like where, you know, Snatch Game is always like at a certain spot, except for when they, like, they basically were like, Snatch Game's right off the bat now. But um, my art, Simone. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm here for that. I, will, I just love culture. Give me more culture. Let me learn about Canada mm-hmm. through your drag and through uh, the challenges. So I'm always for that. Um, obviously, give me more Celine. I can't wait to find out what Celine song they're going to lip sync to this season because you know there's a good repertoire. Um, but I'm not going to say the title of what it should be because that would be uh, something that's in my uh, IP intellectual property that I've created a long, long time ago. But I think they should do a jukebox musical using the music of some 41 Nickelback in uh, Simple Plan. Obscure our thoughts. <laughs> that would be something. 
I, are you both too young for the three of them? Is that what it is? is that no, I'm absolutely uh, not. I just. Okay. Okay. Next Canada Day, I'm going to produce that show at 3DB. <laughs> you know, that's our next visions, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's what I would like to see. I like, I, I just, give me stupid, give me campy, give me nostalgia. That's what I love. Um, I so like basically, you know what? Here's here's what it is. Give me the a Degrassi acting challenge. See that I'd be here for. That would be hilarious. I, I would love to see a Degrassi challenge. I would love to see. I, I feel like if they want to use Celine again, it shouldn't be Night of a Thousand Celines. It should be like a Celine Rusical. Or even better, I think would be hilarious is like an Avril Lavigne Rusical where they go through like every important part of her life, like the problem. And she dies. Like, Hello Kitty Air. They the, the, clone, the clone rumor. And like, darling, darling, she dated two of the lead singers of the bands I just mentioned. I know. Um, so we get my musical in there too. <laughs> you know what? Oh, he's, he, said, he said, where there's a will, there's a way. I'm going to make this happen. There is. That. We're going to do uh, it. And you know, it would be iconic too if they did a whole scene about her Lyme disease. Yeah. <laughs> drama, drama. All right. And Listeners, the this is going off the rails already. <laughs> um, I am the false of the, the, the derailment and we're going to get us back on track and derail us very shortly as we discuss our queens because um, I think I have opinions and I think y'all have opinions too. Oh baby, I always have opinions. I'm from New Jersey. My God, same. I'm sorry. Um, listen, leopard print and purple do not define New Jersey. Fuck you, Michelle Visage. Stop gaslighting Trinity. Um, I think they do. Uh, no, I mean, are you, don't are you from South Jersey? Is that why? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. She's oh, from the South as well, She's basically uh, no. There is a whole another hour and a half south of me. Baby. I know, but every time I go down All there, right, I'm listeners. like, where am I? We are crazy. going to discuss the queens. We are going to discuss the queens as we ranked them, predicted our uh, cast members how they're going to place. We're going to go, though, from worst to first. It doesn't mean we think you're going to be the first one out. We just think you're not the best and have the least likely chance of winning. So Coming in are last you place, ready? RuPaul Andre Charles. <laughs> are you ready to find out who we ranked at number 12? I'm ready. I'm excited to hear. <laughs> All right. Well, they are from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Shelizan LaRue. They are 22 years old. They are the first contestant from Saskatchewan to compete on Canada's Drag Race. Her sense of humor is all the aunties she knew growing up and not taking anything serious, talking shit, and getting involved in gossip. Her drag is unapologetically Indigenous. She's going to be bringing culture, identity, and storytelling as it is her, her unique edge. She is there to represent the unheard, the unseen, and be a voice and have a platform for Indigenous peoples. And people confuse her monotone delivery with being evil. But there is a heart somewhere. And because of all that, I think that's why we ranked her as low as she is. I, I, I just think, I think it's a little right. weird to like really be pushing, like I'm an indigenous queen and I'm here to show unique, like that I'm unique because I'm indigenous, but I feel like we had Alona. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> which, which doesn't take away the fact that I absolutely love this representation. Um, I absolutely love queens that are uniquely their culture and really want to spread mm. their culture, especially indigenous queens and two-spirit 
queens. And I think it's very, it's very interesting to hear their stories. And I feel like it's important, but I, I definitely think that like, understand it's it, it gave very much Sam Smith being like, I'm the first gay person to win an, an Oscar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sam mm-hmm. Smith won an Oscar? Yeah, for that awful, remember he beat Gaga, I think. Anyways, back to Shella's on the roof. The look is just not giving. She's giving me very boring. She's giving me very bedroom queen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an ill-fitting satin dress with poorly placed rhinestones and a flat wig. I mean, sorry. Well, there are no designers listed on their Instagram. Um, and I think that's why. because I, I wouldn't want to be listed either if I was a designer. Um, <laughs> I, I think she must have made it herself or off the rack. But I... I Listen, it's not that it's a bad look. It's just painfully simple. Yeah. And meh, for, for a promo look. And also, it doesn't really scream bird to me. Yeah. I mean, the feathers okay. at the bottom yes. of I'm gonna, I'm going I'm going to defend it and say, you know what, maybe indigenous, there, there's an indigenous side to it in her story that she's not great storytelling-wise. But maybe, maybe that's what the, um, the, the, the fringe on the capelet is supposed to be I, i'm trying here um yeah this is not great the colors are pretty um yeah i love the I think, orange and pink it's very pretty but i think it's really cool to have like a bit of an ombre um braided um pigtails but i am just also someone if you're gonna have like dark black brows you you really gotta sell it with the wig and it does not help her it looks I like, like a dark brown blonde hair. Um, I like a dark brown with blonde. I have dark brows with blonde hair. Well, <laughs> we're not tooting and booting you yet. We're, we'll get there. Um, kidding, Soon. kidding. Soon. Um, that, uh, but yeah, I'm just not feeling them. I mean, I do a question of the season for each contestant. And my question is, is her story sellable? I just don't think it is. I would agree. I... I think it's only, it's a little bit of a struggle and a reach because of Alona. And I felt Mm -hmm. like Alona was very vocal on her season and already kind of brought that. And it's not to say that people's experiences aren't unique. It's just market yourself in a way that hasn't been done before. And, you know, make sure that you know what you're saying so you don't come off a little, you know, under, like, researched. Yeah, I think you have to be rooting for someone to want to know their story. And just from the first Meet the Queens, I'm not there yet. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I had her at, I had her at 11. Allison had her at 10. Obscura at 12. So we were all pretty low on her. Um, I'm giving this look, though, a boot. It's, 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 a boot. It's, it's a boot. It's definitely a chop. It's uh, audience. Um, yeah. <laughs> Audience 31% to 69% boot. So, Shellazon, prove us wrong. Good luck. Are you ready to find out who comes in 11th in our predictions? Let's go. I am utterly shocked at the two of you for doing this um, because you know what? This is pure chaos. Um, they are 28 years old. Currently from Calgary, Alberta. Um, her drag name is an alternate spelling of the word chaos, as she describes her drag to be chaotic. She is the first Whoa. contestant originally from Manitoba to compete on Canada's Drag Race. She is over the top and too much, especially in her head. She does gymnastics and can flip down the runway. 
she is going to show different styles of drag and different styles of performance, and she is there to represent the non-binary folks. Allison, you had her at dead last. Sure did, and what? <laughs> and I will explain to you why. Yes, that's, that's why we're coming to you first, I, I think I know what she's going to say. Her look, here. her look is giving very, I fell into the feather aisle at Michael's. <laughs> Um, her makeup so is chaotic, chaotic. Yes, but not in a good way. There's good chaotic and bad chaotic. This call good chaotic. This look bad chaotic. Um, the makeup is giving very, you know, it doesn't. Why the green lip? And then mm-hmm. just you know, exploring her Instagram, it gives very. I'm attractive out of drag, so that's all I'm going to post instead of my drag because my drag's not that great. All right, all right. Um. Obscura, you had her at 10, so you're pretty low on her as well. Yeah, I listen, this season's a very kooky season. There's a lot of very unique drag on this season. And I, I went, like Allison, to judge them truly, I went through their Instagrams and I'm seeing how they're marketing themselves. And I agree, it was like barely any drag. So clearly drag is not a priority to them. They clearly put a lot into their looks. I, I definitely am a big fan of, you know, quality not quantity when it comes to drag because I feel like that's a big issue with content and Instagram constantly having to pump out looks to feel like you would get growth but it doesn't always yield results when you don't post at all what I'm saying to that is if you don't have quality or quantity what do you have some ugly feathers I, I I I like a queen that wants to be and I love I have a friend from Calgary and she does amazing drag. Her name's Izzy Adjective. She doesn't really do it much anymore, but she was very unique and very artistic. So I understand that there's definitely probably some kind of artistic aura in the air, but I feel like this is almost a bit too much. Um, I feel like if this was not Drag Race, if this was Dragula, it would have been a completely different story. But, I feel like the looks she's giving are a little too craft store. Um, it, it's just, it's like, I've seen looks like this where you want to really transform into an animal. Donna Trump in UK, brilliant, brilliant at it. Does yes. the most amazing transformations into animals that I feel like are done in such a campy and clever way. Meanwhile, this just totally missed the marks for me. It felt messy and not in like a good way. It just felt like it was very, I, I want to show how crazy and out there I could be, but it was a little too. Eh. So what you're saying is she wanted to show chaos. She wanted to show chaos, but you know, I, I feel like, like Allison said, there's good chaotic and bad chaotic. All right, and that's fair. Like, it's marketing. It's really about marketing when it comes to these shows. So and she's wearing look- go-go boots. Oh. Well, uh, this look is by Vanity Insanity Designs, hair by Drag Daddy Wigs, nails by Hayden Leash, shoes by Diva Dave Boutique. Um, yeah, you can't I even listen. see the nails. There's so much else going on. I didn't even know she had nails on. Yeah, she got she got some nails on. Um, I, I don't know. I appreciate this because it is kooky and it is out of the box for especially what we've seen on Drag Race Canada at the moment. Um, but my question this season for her is, will her chaotic nature translate to the stage and screen? Because I think during at least the meet, the, the queens, you can see that she's kind of kooky, but I don't know if it's better in person than it is in an edited 
style for the show. That being said, I have her at six. I put her out, tell me out in sixth place. Um, I think a big part of it was a lot of it coming together. You know, I'm sure the unique parts of her speak more. I did watch briefly all of the Meet the Queens. I, I just feel like Jimbo's a great example of a weird and kooky, crazy, eclectic queen that has crazy bizarre looking outfits that aren't always like super fashion forward but you know she's lovable and she sells it yeah yeah i mean i like this look i kind of find it fun i i do see it being very crafty um but compared to other crafty queens i've seen in 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 out out in the wild this is better than most so i personally will give it a two i'm gonna give it a hard (laughs) boot do you want to know what the audience said sure the audience said you're both wrong 86 percent toot 14 percent boot i can't help that your audience doesn't have eyes overwhelmingly positive here um yeah i'm excited i think this is what is kind of exciting about this kind of artist is the chaos it's causing chaos between us right now and that is what sometimes you need to do if because it means at least you're not cookie cutter yeah. yeah, she's not cookie cutter, but I will say this. Bring it to the runway, and then I will close my mouth. Yep. All right. Are we ready for our next contestant? Baby, lay it on me. They are coming from Newfoundland. It's Ermagerd. I love that name. I can't wait to say it every fucking week. I am obsessed with the name. She's 32 years old from St. John's, Newfoundland. Her drag name is a pun on the name Irma and the Ermagerd meme. Uh, you, I'm sure you all remember the Ermagerd meme, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, and, uh, Andy Starling's still very pissed off because Ermagerd was Andy Starling's first drag name. So she believes that Ermagerd stole her name. So there's going to be a drag battle. Uh, that being said, she is the first contestant from Newfoundland and Labrador to compete on Canada's Drag Race, making her the first contestant from Atlantic Canada to compete. Big, important moment. Uh, she is known as the Beast from the East. Her drag is weird, wild, and wonderful, and likes the absurd. Uh, drag is about subverting the ideas of gender, so she subverts the ideals of beauty. How does that make you feel, Obscura? I, listen, I, again, this is a very across-the-board kooky season, which I never, ever expected to happen on Drag Race, but I feel like it makes sense that it would be a campaign. <laughs> season because i know that the drag there is super artistic um but again it's like battle of who's <laughs> and art is so subjective which is another thing that makes artistic drag so hard to judge but mm-hmm. for me again i'm judging off of what i see on instagram the meet the queens the promo look and i felt like i was laughed a little like again very alt queen or kooky queen that I feel isn't really selling herself in the way that I feel, you know, would best benefit, which, you know, everybody progresses and understands themselves at different paces, but I feel like this drag is very underdeveloped. You know, I I feel like a lot of queens get on the show and I wish they had more time to cook. Um, Like for example, um, what was her name on France who got eliminated first? I would have loved to see um, her. La Cajana. La Cajana. I would have loved to see her cook more. And, yeah. and I feel like Irma Gerd 
is another queen that I feel like got on Drag Race. I just love the name. I can't stop laughing at the name. It's a hilarious name. I feel like once she's on, uh, maybe there'll be a progression depending on how far she goes. But I would, again, it's one of those instances where I wish she had a little more time for the show. Now, Allison, you actually are the highest on her, putting her at eighth place. I had her at nine and Obscura at 11. Yeah, I think that, honestly, I think the hair is what sold me. I've never, never seen anything So like that. fun! I hate the dress, but I love the hair. Yeah, the hair I, is... I, I don't want this to be an insult because I, I, I feel like there are people who don't appreciate her drag or don't care for her drag, but there's something about her that reminds me of baby Nicolonoscopy. Maybe that's, listen... And I will say, baby Nicolonoscopy, funny queen, but I felt like she was almost too kooky for her own good. Um, that, that was her out of drag, but... <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, no, I, looking at Nicole now, I'm like, wow, she's really killing it. Um, like, you know, sometimes it takes a trip and a move away from New York to really blossom. Yeah. <laughs> it's happened to a few queens I know who used to perform at the West End. But um, I feel like, I feel like, I don't know. I, I, I Again, I feel like kookiness is something that needs to be contained at times to really market yourself, uh, especially on a show like Drag Race, which is judged very cookie cutter. I mean, as, as broad as the recent winners have been, you look at Evie, you look at, um, I don't know. I mean, Sasha is such like, she, I feel like Sasha was the first winner to really do something different with the win, but mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say Sasha was, Sasha's always been very, I mean, early on, of course, very artsy, creative, but now, you know, she doesn't have a unpolished look out of the bunch, but I feel like you still have to fit into that cookie cutter, you know? You still have to somehow find a way, almost like the game Wipeout. I think it was called not uh-huh, Wipeout. It was uh-huh. the hole in the hole in the wall. Holy moly! Oh. Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like that. Like you have to find the way to almost push your drag in the right directions to fit through that cookie cutter. And um, I I hope Irma can go far and really sell it. But from now, based on what I saw, I I don't. It's just not clear what we're gonna get. Yeah, I yeah, feel like I, I don't know who she is at all. She's kooky. She's crazy. And I think the look is, unfortunately, the way it is designed and crafted, it looks very crafty. But, like, imagine if she had a bigger budget. Like, it could look intentionally beautiful that way if it was, like, you know, the pieces were cut properly. But it's the hair and, and just the lips that match that, that part of the hair. Her face is given it to me, and I'm obsessed with the face. Um, I don't love her else, makeup. I don't think it's I, bad, but yeah, it's different. It's unique. Um, so my question this season for her is: with my favorite name, will Irma Gerd let her silliness help her get to the end? And it's very hard because, like last season, we had some um, quirkiness coming out of Pythia and and Isis, but they had polish. I yeah. don't see that here. Uh, no. So that would be why I could see her like middle of the pack, but I could also see her first out just because Brooklyn is not going to be able to say Ermagerd without cracking up every week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also like, I don't know, like Evie didn't 
skill polish. Um, but she, but there was intent. There was intent. There was intent, exactly. And there was, there was, you know, she had a certain artistic edge, and she knew. She knows, like, she's so loved because she really knows how to sell herself, and she really yeah. knows herself, and she really has gotten it down to a science. Um, I think a lot of queens definitely have a little, you know, a little something to pick up on. Uh, I, I definitely am excited to see her on the show because I'm always excited to see new types of quirky queens and see how they place. Mostly because, I, I don't know, I feel like because I'm a quirky, kooky, crazy bitch, I feel like I always like to see where um, queens that, you know, speak to me a little more end up. It's just so hard with so many personalities this season. So this For look sure. is by Heidi Wagner, Judith, and Keith Roberts. Um, I'm going to give it the softest of soft toots. I'm going to have to boot it. I'm going to have to boot it too. Even though you the, know, hair, the, is hair, the cool. hair is not enough to save it for me because I don't like the mug. I don't like the dress. The jewelry doesn't really go with it. The hair's cool, but overall, a boot. The audience, 51% toot, 49% boot. Okay. All right. Next up. They're 35. They're from Toronto. And their name is Miss Mosu. Her drag name translates to Miss Boy and comes from the Portuguese pronunciation of her real last name. She is fashion and elegance. She takes her moments when she's in a room. That's not a weakness, as she's just observing. Um, my question this season for her and why I put her in dead last. Will her observations get her to the end or is her lack of TV-ready personality the kiss of death? I find her... I apologize, Geometric. I know she's one of your good friends. I find her so boring in what we just learned. I'm so yeah. bored by her. Yeah. yeah, like, boring, but I feel like she... I don't know. I've met a lot of people that remind me a lot of her where they may appear very boring, but you see them in their art and it's like a completely different story. I mean, mm. it's kind of like the celebrity syndrome and it happens to a lot of people where like, it's disappointing to meet them. But I mean, like Trixie, for example, people constantly bring her up as a fact that like her meet and greets are notoriously very like, oh, wow, great, good for you. And then like, she's so fucking funny and she's like right. literally the biggest drag queen at the moment, I feel. And it's just, I feel like that's a thing that is very possible. I like her unique edge. I feel like she's giving a type of drag that we haven't seen a lot of on the show. This very more almost androgynous, but very like minimal. And I don't know how to really describe it. There's not really a word for it, but- I don't think there's I, anything androgynous about her. Neither do I. Don't I. Her Instagram? Did you go through her Instagram? I don't know. Not Androgynous is the wrong word to use but what i mean is her drag's very like minimal it isn't very hyper femme oh it's minimal all right as some as someone messaged me during the toot and boot portion of this um preparation for the show it's a man maury yeah, yeah. That, that's what that's what i meant it's very like very manly drag but I've, i'm curious to see that because it reminds me of more old school drag old school i mean like east village like 80s, okay fine 90s fine fair i can take that and that's kind of what this is this look is giving me 
Um, I do appreciate the attempt of what she was going for. I just, it doesn't help her at all with that wig and that face. Um, like I, that I just should be on like beautiful, <laughs> like put it on Brooklyn Heights. And I'd be like, this is the most stunning thing I've ever seen anyone wear. This is just not working for her. No, um, a hairline that harsh. Why put oh, baby hairs on a hairline that harsh? Yeah, not cute. Um, Listen, the hair I... is by Showgirl Vanity. Look is by Lucy Mew, um, who is a renowned Toronto designer. So again, I think the look is brilliant, just on the wrong person. Yeah, I mean, the only things I'm not crazy about are the earring, the hair, the makeup, and the little Dollar Tree bird on her finger. Other than that, I like the dress. Yeah, it's the dress that's great. Um, I, I again, I have her at twelve. Allison, you're at six. Obscure at seven. So you're higher on her. I just like most of the cats better. I think just from initial. I get-go. just. I think there's something about when you don't like looking at someone, you like looking at them. You know what I mean? It's like a train wreck. <laughs> like something about the way she looks in drag. Like I don't like it, but I can't look away. It's very like I I I'm interested to see what she does with the show because it's like they yeah. cast her for a reason and there must be a fucking reason and I'm waiting to see that and I think that's why I put her middle of the pack. Yeah. Because I'm like, what is she gonna do? Right. I don't yeah. know what to expect from her. I know literally nothing about her. Her Meet the Queens was painfully boring. This look mm-hmm. says nothing about her personality. I can't get any personality out of her face since it looks like a stone. Um yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see what she can bring. Yeah. Uh, this look, though, um, because, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I hate that I'm going to give it a boot because ev- there's one thing that's great. Everything else is so bad, it's bad. And that's why I'm giving it the boot. I'm going to agree. Yeah, I'm going to give it a boot just because, again, what you said, it's like a lot of pieces and showgirl vanity wigs i always have such an issue with i don't know why but i feel like they're always like so close to a wig i like but just one thing uh, is off yeah <laughs> the audience 33 to 67 boot so <gasps> that's that's make it's making sense all what? right next next up also no not i don't know where they're actually from um but they are 33, and they're originally from Kuwait. It's Halal Bay. Her drag name comes from reclaiming the Arabic word halal and using it to celebrate her identity as a queer Muslim. Halal is the first contestant originally from the Middle East to compete on Canada's Drag Race and the entire Drag Race franchise. Having a mustache flips the script on how women should look and behave and what it means to be a woman. Her drag is political and wants to show that there is a space for queer Muslims She's here to break down barriers of genders, religion, and culture and show that drag is for everyone. I appreciate a queen with a message. Now, will this message shine through? We'll find out. Allison, how do you feel about Halal Bay? Her look or her? Both. Her look is horrible. (laughs) Um, The mesh on the top is falling down. The little yellow stripes are falling down. I don't know why she has crab claws. Um, The feathers are pretty. Um, the look, it, it's just really bad. Honestly, it's one of my least favorite looks out of the bunch. None Do you of it have any feathers in your wardrobe? I feel like I you have feathers, like feathers on. I have feathers on just about everything, Mama. Allison, so the they, queen of they just picked the wrong one. Yeah, Alice the wrong is the feathers. Queen of feathers. No, I literally was telling you when Cam Hugh walked in on France, I was like, "Hello, Alice in Wonderland," because of all the ostrich. Oh my God! One moment. <laughs> 
No, but it's like Hala Albe. Again, this is what I mean with like being a unique queen with a message that's unique that actually works. Put on some feathers, Mama. Yeah. Here's my birthday there it feather is. look. <laughs> um, but no, the look is ugly. It's really bad. I don't. Okay. I can't really go into detail because it's just really bad. Like it, it looks like it's falling apart at the top. The mesh like folded down over itself with the little, little yellow things mm-hmm, hanging. Like, mm-hmm. No, no, honey. Now I will tell everyone right now. You had her at nine, and both Skur and I had her at eight. So we we have her kind of like low middle. Yeah, it's just like I like her unique. Um. A mustached queen. I think I like her mustache. Yeah, it's very unique and very interesting looking. Uh, You know, sometimes it works. It looks. Sometimes it doesn't. It's really up for personal preference. I think there's a big, weird gray area when it comes to queens with facial hair. And um, I, I like her personality. I think it's fun. I like that she's the first Muslim queen. Uh, I love. um, I, I think it's very important for queens who come from all cultures to have a voice. And for somebody who comes from a culture that definitely does have a bit of um, a known stigma towards the LGBTQ community, I think it's very um, important to have her as a contestant. And, uh, you know, I like some of her looks. I didn't like some of her looks um, on her Instagram, but again, promo look horrendous. I just feel like it makes her look so boxy. Yeah, the promo I... look. Oh. So the hair is by Wig Zaddy, who is incredible. Look by Carter McCaldin. Um, my question this season for her is the first mustache queen from North Africa ready to be the queen of the North? Um, I don't think so, but I also, but I just do think, Obscura, you were exactly saying what I was going to allude to is her story is necessary and, and that's why she's here. Um, yeah. And I hope we get to hear it in a way that is respectful and um done in a way that helps queer muslim people not only in canada but everyone watching around the world um so her presence is important yeah and i definitely just also happens to be a mustache queen and and we know that there are many franchises in the drag race universe that are using uh bearded queens queens of facial hair what are you doing rue what are you doing (laughs) I, i i think it's honestly like I think it's shameful that U.S. Drag Race is like stuck in the past, but it is what it is, I guess. Um, down, down under. Let's not let's not ruin hosting that one too. Okay, fair. Did they have a bearded queen? Uh, nope, they do not. Oh. Wait, did UK have a? No, not yet. Okay. Um, I okay. This is how I feel. I like definitely, I feel like Canada's Drag Race has from day one been very open and honest about dealing with the issue of refugees, um, yes. people who come to this country. Yes, yes, so yes. I think this just adds to the message of Canada's Drag Race, which is really lovely. Um, but yeah, I, I'm interested to see how she does. Uh, she's a queen that very much intrigues me in a way that I feel like I haven't been intrigued for many queens before. Now, I'm going to talk about the look because I know you both hate it, but I find it fascinating. It's not great, but I at least love the attempt at being different. Um, she's she's a caged bird. She's breaking out of the cage. That's why the mesh is falling down because she's breaking out of the cage. Um, okay, but... That's what I'm going with. But 
point of reference, Kamora Black's promo look with the cage. That was beautifully executed. Also, none of it goes together. There are a lot yeah. of elements that are individual. Yes, you're the correct. skirt hits at such an awkward point. Why does she have crab claws? Why does the end of her thing come to claw? Like birds don't have claws. Well, they kind of maybe alien birds do. I don't know. They have some, you know, birds are dinosaurs. <laughs> well, yeah, um, let's hope this looks extinct with the dinosaurs. I, I I enjoy this look. I find it fun and quirky. Um, so I'll give it a two. What's below a boot? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Scoot. <laughs> Shit. Soot. Um, um, the audience. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sure just say it. Say it. So it say it to the audience and come at you. Boot. Yeah, the audience. 71% toot, 29% boot. Is your audience drag queens? A lot of them, yeah. The majority. <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't be. <laughs> Listen, there's That's a lot of drag is. queens in New York. A lot. Perhaps there shouldn't and, be. And, and nationally, I have a lot of national queens who true, uh, true, follow true. along. Uh, a lot of international listeners as well, but that's the Halal Bay. Let's move on to our next one. Are you ready? Please. Um, this bitch, she from Toronto, but she's originally from Barbados. It's Jada Shada Hudson. Uh, she has appeared on One Queen, Five Queers alongside Brooklyn Heights, and we're going to discuss that shortly. Uh, she has done brand deals, shows across Canada. She can do it all, including high kicks, splits, turnouts, turns, and tequila. She will be a pop star on stage, and she is representing plus-size girls, and that big is beautiful. All right, Obscura, you had her at nine, right in the middle of the three of us. Um, what brought you to nine? She's very classic drag which historically yes. has not gone over great on the show. Um, but I like her personality. I feel like she's yes. going to be well-liked. Um, I, you know, her promo look, it's not awful. I, I, I don't mind it too much. I, I think that she, um, I don't know. She's a, a queen that I'm interested to see. I know that I've been saying that a lot, but I'm genuinely mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. in love with these international seasons. And it's very, you know, from an anthropological standpoint and cultural interest standpoint, which is again, why I really want to see like something more Canada <laughs> themed on the runway. Uh, but I, um, I don't know. I feel like she's a classic drag queen that I feel will maybe possibly bring something new to the table. I mean, we don't, again, these Meet the Queens aren't always the most personable experiences. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very like choppy edit wise, um, but I'm, I don't know. I, I, is she the best? Is she somebody that I think is winning material? Not necessarily, but I think that she won't go home first. Um, and I like what she looks like. So let's discuss the look a little bit. The look is by X Tina Monroe, feathers by Akeem Lake, headpiece by Carlotta Carlisle, hair by Just Perla, nails by Claire, uh, Core Beauty, shoes by Shoe Freaks. Lots of people putting her together, which is why she kind of looks like the bird version of uh, Flounder, because um, she's floundering in this look. But I like it. I like it I, too. I, I don't like it. I just, um, I just don't like the yellow on the body. I wish it was the same color as her tights, and she would look honestly really great. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I 
put her at two. And I think I put her at two because I really think that her connection to Brooklyn is going to help her a lot. Um, I believe they filmed One Queen Five Queers prior to filming this. Um, coincidence? I think not. That being said, she's got a personality and apparently she's been around. She is a queen of Toronto. Like she is one of the top tier people. Uh, so she is going to showcase what she does. Um, I just hope we, we've had some queens from the islands on Canada's Drag Race not translate as well as they should. We're not going to disrespect OCN off the black. I That's love OCN. OCN is so sweet. She was so kind to me at uh, DragCon. Um, uh, I, I'm more talking about uh, um, Anastasia, who you know never watched oh. the show. Um, literally oh. never watched the show. She is my favorite um, drag race girl I've ever met in my life. No, Anastasia was the nicest person. Is we used to talk about her all. We would always be like, "So do you like?" We would always talk, say, "Starzy, so Starzy." And then Allison made a joke when she was going to LA and she was like, who am I going to, I was like, who are you going to meet? And she was like, Anastasia, a knockaway. And guess what happens? She walks into Better. Mickey's and she's there. <laughs> there it is. Uh, no, I just think Jada might break the mold. Um, but my question of the season is she's got a connection to the host. Will that help her get further or will her talent speak for itself? Allison, what do you think? Is Jada the real deal? You had her at 11. My question of the season is, judging based off her Instagram, I feel like she hasn't, she doesn't have anything up there that I haven't seen a million times before. Um, it just, like Obscura said, it's classic drag, but there's nothing different. I feel like there's no edge to her. Also, I hate her name, but that's beside the point. Um, I just feel like I haven't seen anything from her that shows me that she can bring anything different than anyone else, you know? She's very funny. I like her personality, yeah, but her drag... Personality. Her drag gives me very much... I've been doing drag for a long time, and I'm not going to change what I'm doing because it's worked for X years. Yeah, yeah I feel like fair. it's going to be like a Tamisha mm-hmm. moment. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. of course, different country, different culture. Um I don't know. It's it's always interesting to see these more classic um, drag queens on the show because it's like, it's just so interesting to see how they perform. So I, I'm curious. I didn't put her in the anywhere towards the dead last because I don't know. I feel like definitely the connection with Brooke will help, but mm-hmm. also, um, I don't know. I feel like she might have tricks up her sleeve. I even though, the connection even though her Instagram does look like drag brunch central i'm gonna give this look a boot not for me it's a toot it's a toot for me audience 44 percent toot 56 percent boot great next coming in from the queue back city it's lady boom boom she's 25 years old her drag is like an onion it has many layers her signature move is a cartwheel jumping into a split and then getting a drink she has been sewing her whole life and will kill the sewing challenges. Um, all I'm going to say is maybe there's a lot of airbrush into this look, but oh my God, I fucking adore this mug. Um, I just, I'm excited by her. Um, I, I don't know. There's something about Lady Boom Boom that I like, but I also, based on the Meet the Queens, I don't think she's lasting long. 
I have her at 10. I like her. What do you like about her? I because I, I do she, too. I just I think she's real fierce. I think she's got a certain there's a glamour to her, but it's not like ritzy showgirl glamour. It's like chill and effortless. Like it just seems like that's who she mm-hmm. is. It seems like she has this glamorous personality. Also, she yeah. just looks stunning. Yeah. It's the lip liner. It's so sexy. The lips are so fucking hot. I really like, really, really like her mug. Um, I think it's very fresh. It's very different. I like queens that are able to do pretty makeup, but on a little larger scale and really make it work. Um, I feel like she has a personality that I feel like is going to translate well for television to an extent. Um, I don't know. I'm just excited to see a queen like her on the show because I, I like more new, newish, new wavy drag queens. Um, I, it just reminds me of, you know, queens that are currently popular in the many cities I've been to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the hair is by Francis Bouchard. Look by Monique V. Nails by Bonabies. Jewels by good friend of the podcast and accessories. Listeners, if you are in following me get ready because i'm giving a giveaway for episode 500 which includes a little gift card to amped accessories so giveaway. anyway yeah i i don't know i think this is a this is a look that you go to a club in in like the dead of winter and you still look cunt this is so sexy yeah i'm oh my god i'm so turned on and you know what um the queens from quebec city they really know what they're doing they may not be like the most out there but their drag is fucking phenomenal. And I'll go back to Adriana every fucking time. She is an incredible drag artist. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's not much else to say. I, I'm excited. The bitch is well, my, my question of the season is she's got the boom boom, but is it enough to fill the room room of big personalities? I, well, you know, I'm going to be honest. Personality isn't always everything. The biggest personalities often, they might make it far, but you know, the biggest personality doesn't always win. Nope. But it gets you on TV. That's true. I'll give it a toot. I mean, the look is obviously a toot. We don't even have to say it. Yeah, toot. Audience, 61% toot, 39% boot. You're like, why do they give the higher toots to other people? Yeah. My audience has a craze. Yeah. All right, we are in our top five. Five more to go. Are you ready to find out who comes in fifth place? I'm ready. All right, they're from Toronto, Ontario, but they're originally from Mumbai, India. It is Bombay. Bombay is talented. She's a club kid and a supermodel. When she performs, she scares her audience into hoping that she has health insurance. And in Canada, it's free. She is maximal. She loves drama and hearing drag queens fight. She is representing people who moved to Canada and has the Canadian dream. Allison. Why is she blue? <laughs> you have her at seven. Why is she blue? She's is that why you have her at seven? She blew herself. Why is she blue? Yes, she That's did. my question. Um, she's giving very much. I like the bodysuit. Um I like the bodysuit. <laughs> She's giving me, like, honestly, this is such, like, a niche reference, but um, 
Twilight Zone, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, William Shatner, the monster. But like uh-huh. a glam, a glam <laughs> yeah. version of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. She's one of those queens that I looked at her Instagram and I was like, okay, who, like, is she one of those queens that likes to try out different styles of dress? Because I think she does a good job with her looks. I, yeah. Am I like, is every look brilliant? No. But. And that's what confused me because her Instagram looks really cool. But why the fuck is she blue? Fair. Now, to li- li- listeners, if you haven't watched Meet the Queens, what you see in Meet the Queens is not what is in the picture. There's a lot of touch up on that face. Um, it is not as pretty on video as it is on screen. Yeah. Oh, it is sure not. It sure is not. But um, why is she blue? My question is the season for her. Why is she blue? That's that's, that's true. Well, my question is the season for her is she's an outgoing queen who's ready to stir the pot. Will she be swallowed up in drama and lose sight of the crown? Um, Because she is in that trailer. She's the one who seems to be involved in some drama and liking the drama that's going on. So that is my worry for her. But I'm excited by Bombay. I have her at three. Scurry, you're at five. And Allison, you're at seven. So we still, they're not low, but. She, she's about where we all have her. I have her there because her Instagram looks cool, not because of her promo look. Yeah. Her Fair. promo Let's look is very... It's Marmite. It's Marmite. You either really like it or you really don't, I feel. Um, and I think that... I don't know. I always have a soft spot for queens that I feel like can pull off different, different like dramatically different styles of drag. And I feel like she definitely has a kind of edge Me to too, her. But is she pulling it off? Well, Does any of it go together? We'll see. We'll see. Based only on this promo. Blue this promo and yellow. Promo look, it's a lot. Blue and it's yellow make green. Blue and, and yellow make green. this look makes me green. I feel like I'm going to throw up looking at it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, I'm excited it's a boot. for Bombay. It's a boot. It's a boot. I'm a, it's a toot for me. Boots across the board. It's like... It's like I feel like it's like right in the middle. It's just like a math for me, but for the for the sake of statistics, I'll give it a, a soft two. Oh. Audience, seventy six percent to twenty four percent boot. Uh, the look is by Jeff Christensen. Nails by Pinkies. Earrings by Blue Hummingbird Beadwork. I like her bodysuit. And you know what? That those that's her, those are her legs. She got good legs. That, that's muscle. That's muscle, John. She I'm does have nice legs. I'm here for it. I'm excited. Um, all right, fourth place. We ready? We're gonna do it. Another one from Toronto, 25 years old, Miss Fiercelicious. Her drag name is a portmanteau, portmanteau of fierce and delicious. Two words that she uses to describe how she feels in drag. She's sexy, sensual, sultry, and serves looks. Her strategy is to win as many challenges as possible and make as much money as she can as looks are expensive. So she's at least smart. She knows how money works. Um, All right, Obscura. You are the lowest on her, but your low means six because I had her at four and Allison at three. So we're we're all pretty positive on her. I'm positive because she's a pretty queen. She's literally another... Georges. <laughs> you um, want to know my question? Do you want to know my question this season, which is inspired by uh, Amanda? Please, you want? Are you ready for it? Yeah. Yeah. My question is: Is she just a long Georges? <laughs> <laughs> okay, she's long Georges, but her face also looks short. Yeah. It's just like honestly, I'm. I've said this so many times. I'm sick of them casting these beautiful queens that I feel like are just beautiful queens. And I hope she can prove me wrong. 
but I, I, I think I, she will. I really do think she will. I think I think that she has potential more so. I like her already more than George's. I um I don't know. I feel like she has what it takes to make it far. She has what it takes to make it far. Yeah. She definitely has um polish. She has personality. She stands out. She's pretty. She seems like she knows what she's got to do to make it far. And, you know, again, it's not like I don't like pretty drag queens because I do love a pretty drag queen. But I like a pretty drag queen that can do more than be pretty. Fair. That's fair. So there's no designers listed on this look, which is, I think, just her being bad at Instagram. I have it on her Instagram. Her designers are listed. The, the, outfits, by, the outfits by Evan Clayton. The wings are by Radaggio. The hair is by OMG Wigs. The nails are by Funeral Face Nails. And the jewelry is by Nina Spade. Amazing. Thank you. Because I did not find it the other day when I was looking. Um, can we just talk about the, the pigtails? I've never seen that before. And that's what excites me about this look. I have. Jada Essence Hall has done it, but they're still beautiful. Like the nunchucks? Yeah. I've never on uh, 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 Drag Race or just in just a regular look? Just in general. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I've seen the hairstyle before, but I definitely, I, I don't know. I really like it. I yeah. I love a pigtail. Listen, Allison used to be on me saying, I don't like pigtails. And then she put this wig into a pigtails and she's like, I love pigtails. <laughs> Listen, my only gripe with the look is that the feather wings don't go with the costume, but she still looks no, great. Not at all. And I, I put her so high because her Instagram is absolutely sickening. Like she looks cunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's I, a I, nice. I have her at four. Like you this bitch is three, so. Yeah. Um, and are are those her actual brows? Is that what's going on here? Are those. Um, yeah, those are her actual brows. That's why her eyes look so squished. Yeah, not but saying we'll it's a see- bad thing. We we have we have some friends who use their old brow, regular brows for a while, then decided to do drag. Um, I use so my own brows. Uh, you're talking to two queens who use. We their both own use brows. our own brows. <laughs> no, well, I'm well. I, we know who I'm referencing though. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I'm exactly. not from New York. I'm not from New York. I don't. So maybe we should name some names. We can't. <laughs> but I'll well, maybe there's another later. person from New York. Um. Yeah, because that. I can't wait for season 15. I'm just so excited. Um, oh. Oh. Okay. I'm gotcha. so excited. But listen, <laughs> I I think this is going to be a fun queen to watch. She's going to give you drama. She's going to give you action. Um. And, and she's just along Georgia's. That's what's what we're the questions. Listen, be. and I hope she can act better. I really hope. Yes. I'm, I'm yes. always like, I love a pretty queen who can act. Jada, so fucking exactly. funny and so pretty. This is a toot for me. It's a toot. It's a toot. Audience, 69% toot, 31% boot. I'm surprised. All right. Top three, top three, top three. Coming in third place. From Ottawa, originally from the Philippines, Kimmy Couture. Kimmy is the drag daughter of Isis Couture. Kimmy is the third transgender woman to compete on Canada's Drag Race after Alona Verley and Eve 6000. However, she is the first openly transgender woman at the time of competing. She says she might be banji, but she can be bougie. Her drag is bold, beautiful, and fierce with a mix of alternative and club kid her drag is inspired by the trans community and she is there to continue the tradition. Now, obviously, my question this season is, will it be back-to-back crownings for the House of Couture 
or will Mother's Win minimize Kimmy's run on the show? I like her. I'm very like excited her. by her. I like her I a lot. really am excited by her. I, she, though, don't think she's going to win just because Isis just won. I agree, um, but I think she looks better than Isis. <laughs> wow. She's so pretty. She is so pretty. She's so pretty. Her it's looks gorgeous. are so good. She seems like she's got the personality. I think she's going to make it to the top. Um, I'm like, why is she the daughter? Her make her makeup is better than Isis. No, she because looks Isis really... is older. Hey, your makeup's better than your. <laughs> I don't have a drag mother. Bloop. Um, I I do love Kimmy. I'm really excited. I am the lowest on her though at five. Uh, Allison at four. Obscura, you have her in her top three. I okay. I just I think, think she's, she's so great. Oh, she, she's going to do so well. And I can already... I, already I feel like she's pretty, but these looks are also so fresh looking. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't just look like she's wearing Fashion Nova. Like, everything looks so like, good. Th- this look is by Kimmy and Trinity King. Headbeats by Kimmy Hair by G.L. Walton. Uh, this is Showgirl, but it's a new variation of Showgirl. It's different. Yeah. It's fresh. It's unique. It's But I know what she's serving. Yeah. She's giving what I wanted. What I wanted mm-hmm. from this also prompt. <laughs> also, she's probably very short, and she said, "I'm going to make sure I'm the tallest in the room with those headpiece." Yeah, very smart. I, very, very, I, very smart. God, yeah. No, I'm really excited to see her and her looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, if she's anything like Mother, she will do great. Yeah, I, I, I just know. I just know. <laughs> oh yeah, I see her doing really, really well. I'll give it a toot. Oh, it's toot. a toot for sure. Toot, toot, toot. Audience, 74% toot, 26% boot. When it's right, it's oh. right. Yeah. Top two, top two. All right. Um, I am the reason why this person is probably not in the top. From Victoria, British Columbia, it's Vivian Vanderpuss. Her drag oh. name comes from how bougie she thought this name sounded for a cat-loving divorcee who wears big fur coats as well as the big name being an alliteration. Her drag is elements of the past and the future that comes together to create something that is not as good as either. She loves drama, tragedy, comedy, and she has a vintage flair. Allison, this she is your is winner my pick. Favorite. She is my favorite. This is your winner pick. Yes, she is so sick. What is it about this fun lady that you love? Okay, so the look is everything. The excess of ostrich she seems so fun. I love her mug. It's yes. so 60s, but still so modern. The bubble cut hair, everything about this to me, it, it's it's overall the best look of the bunch, in my opinion. This I, bitch okay. looks so cunty. I knew Allison would love her because Allison and like 60s fashion is just like, you know, it just goes together. Allison lives between two worlds, 1960 and 2001, baby. It's true. And it's just like, first of all, I also love 60s, 70s. I just love vintage fashion, retro fashion. Um, I, I just, personality there, looks there, unique. Like she's yeah. not giving you fashion forward. I'm giving you the future of drag. She's giving you vintage 
but in a fresh way that I feel mm-hmm. like is, is going to translate so well on the show. And yeah. again, like like sporting a bubble cut, like no other queen would dare exactly. to, to, to make that. That's a helmet. That is a helmet. I love it. It's not it's one of those crazy, done. you know, the, the Nikki doll, Envy Peru, like glued <laughs> wigs. Mecca? You don't like yeah. the Christopher Mecca wigs? You know what I'm talking about. His and, work is beautiful, uh, but this is so fresh. And Everybody's uh, wearing Christoph Mecca. I, I, I absolutely love, 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 love this queen. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to see her slay because I know that she will because she's a queen that I feel like we haven't seen it. I'm gonna of. be honest. I'm gonna be honest. When they first dropped the promo, she was the only one I followed. Interesting. So this look is by Evan Clayton. The hair is by Wigs by Vanity. Uh, so she got an expensive <laughs> wig on her head. Evan uh, no, Clayton I knocks it out of the park every time. This the color combo. This is how you do this color combo. Um, yeah. th- this looks like she just stepped out of an episode of Three's Company. I'm mm-hmm. so here for it. Yeah. Um, my question this season, though, and this is something that I worry about, is she too campy to win the crown? No. I don't get camp at all from her. I get camp, but I get in the camp, but not oh, like, yeah. Camp. But I don't get, like, camp in a bad way. It's like camp through the no, lens I'm of not fashion. Say, no, no, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm no, just saying how in the world of drag race. No, I understand what you mean. Happy to win because I don't it, think it, so. No, no, no. I understand, and it's definitely a big risk. But but it would be so cool if she won, because then all these queens that prefer retro looks are suddenly now thrust into popularity if she does really well or wins. Because yeah, I feel like yeah. she's representing a style of drag that I feel people don't talk about. Queens that are very into um, retro fashion and aren't very interested in trends. I mean, I definitely yeah. relate to an extent where I've never really cared for specific trends like i'm trendy here and there but i i i really enjoy what she's bringing i'm excited to see a queen like this on the show and see you know the critiques and see what she can do with her track because like i said it's almost a hole in the wall situation and i'm curious to see how she will twist and bend the balance of 60s glamour to to really kill the challenge also, yeah, completely I, unimportant. I love her nose contour. I love a big, scary, sharp, pointy nose. <laughs> I'm sorry. She knows her face. She knows her face, how to paint it very well. Um, no, I have it at her at seven, but it's because I want to be wrong. I really want to be proven wrong. I'd like to see her go to the end. I'm just scared Brooklyn will not appreciate her the way she needs to be appreciated. Well, well I, I see that. I do see that. Yeah, yeah. Because Brooklyn is such a, I like classic drag. (laughs) There, I said it. And what? And I I love Brooklyn, but I feel like she has a very narrow mindset of what good drag is. Yeah. We'll see. Um, This is a toot for me. Oh, shoot. Shoot, 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 shoot. shoot. The audience. Shoot. 64% toot, 36% boot. Those 36% can catch me outside. How about that? (laughs) Well, let's talk about who we, based on numbers, put at number one. She is not an alien actress, but she actually might be um, drinking the same water as Rita Vega from Montreal, Quebec. It is Gisela Labai. She speaks French. She's been doing drag for the last 13 years. Her drag is pure fashion, a little bit campy and a little bit fun, but always good looking. She's going to show that oldies to besties. 
Um, and by oldie, she is 33 years old. So fuck you, bitch. Um, <laughs> I take offense to that. I am older. Um, all right. She, my question for her is she's got old school French Canadian charm. But is that the secret to success this season? And I think so, because I have her as my winner pick. And so does Obscura. I am obsessed with her. She's so she's she's so fierce, but in like a more mature kind of way. She's giving me like she's giving like she might not be. I I think it's so funny that we're now calling 30s old, uh, especially because we've had way older queens on the show who have done really well. Um, But I'm just I don't know. There's something about me that's rooting for her because she isn't like a 20 something year old. And I feel like she's more experienced with drag and she's been around the block, but she's still adapting and changing and evolving and is doing it mm-hmm. so effortlessly. And she's evolving with the times, you know, I hate the Queens that are like, I've been doing drag for 10 years. And I'm like, and you're still doing the drag you did 10 years ago. She is one of those Queens that has, is just doing such a good job, really staying with the times. I feel like she, she's stunning. She's giving me, like really stylish, but like elegant glamour. And I just mm-hmm. love this promo look. It's just so good. Like Rue, if I ever did ayahuasca, this is the person who I want to be guiding me in my ayahuasca fever dream. Um, <laughs> I'm obsessed with this because I don't get it, but I do get it. I know who she is. And yeah, let's compare it to Rita Vega because they are very similar in in um, world, but I get who Giselle mm. is more than I do get Rita Vega, just in the sense think, of uh, Montreal performers. at all. In, as, as far as Montreal performers, they're, they are in the same ballpark. I um, do definitely see the comparison because, you know, not a young, little, pretty old twink and drag, but, you know, a more mature... She's a performance artist. She's, I mean, she's, absolutely, absolutely, she's giving me... But- She's giving me like I don't know. She's giving me commedia dell'arte. She's giving me like like if you if if she started singing Edith Piaf, I believe it. Yeah. This one look excites me more than all of Rita's looks combined. Yeah, fair. And I like I Rita. Think, I think I like what Rita. she has that Rita lacks is fashion. Yes, Rita's uh, Rita's got everything. Her looks are very hit or miss. Her looks, oh my. So, Obscura, mm-hmm. when are you doing this version of a look in uh, your signature colors? Tomorrow. I already got the photo shoot lined up. <laughs> I guess I have to hit the sewing machine. <laughs> Allison, the fabric's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm very excited by Giselle. Um, but Allison, you had her at five. I had her at five because... I really like her looks, but her personality in the video just did not give it to me. That's she was very dry. That's, that's... She was very dry in the video. Mm-hmm. But I think, mm-hmm. I think, absolutely, I think she'll surprise me on the season. I think, as far as books go, she's she's really high up there for me. Again, yeah, I I'm very... I really am not turned off by a dry personality in the Meet the Queens, just because it's a very you're either good for those kinds of formats of interviews or you're not. And I definitely think that like. The younger queens always really shine through or really epically flop depending on their camera readiness. And um, I just feel like overall, she might not have the most exciting, bubbly and cookie personality, but I think that she has 
this very fierce and foreboding, not foreboding, but like almost like intimidating personality that I think is going to blossom or translate really well on the show. And I feel like she's going to assume many different creative motherly roles throughout the season based on the kind of queen she is. So this hair is by Stefan Scott de Cesar. Look by Luke Couture. Um, yeah, I, I I think this is just so cool. The ruffles, the the, the fringe, just the color palette. See, she, she, this is I, a lot of things all that. at once in a good work. way. Unlike chaos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is a lot of things all thrown together that all work together. This is yeah. a crazy color palette that works together. And the hair, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love, love love the hair it's a toot oh it's a toot for sure it's a toot it's a shoot it's it's good it's the it's audience 71 percent toot 29 percent boot okay so what i love to do is i love to go through just the day before we go through the podcast is to find out the instagram account for the queens are you ready to find out um, where we stand with their Instagram accounts preseason. Sure. Do you have any predictions? Who is number one? No cheating. Fierce Alicious. Probably Fierce Alicious just because she's so pretty. And pretty queens get really quick followers. All right. 9,392 goes to Irma Gerd. 9,422 Bombay. 9,908 to Chaos. So they're the only three under 10K at the moment. Uh, Halal Bay at 10.9. Miss Moshu, 11. Lady Boom Boom, 11.3. Giselle Abai, 13.2. Vivian Vanderbus, 14.9. Shelazan LaRue, 21.4. Kimmy Couture, 24.2. Jada Shade Hudson, 25.2. With Miss Fierce Alicious at 35.7 thousand followers on Instagram. Okay. Interesting. We'll see how those numbers shake up. Um, we'll see uh, hopefully our three girls under 10k will get to 10k prior to the season starting I think it's always crazy when there's a queen on the show with under 10k but you know it's been happening so so often recently so often yeah it's it's a trend because it just makes everyone realize you don't have to be super famous to get on the show yeah honestly my favorite contestants have been drag queens I haven't known before like who? Um, who's a queen? I had no idea. I mean, like, I, I didn't know much about Evie beforehand. I'd uh-huh. known about her just prior to cast announcement. Um, I didn't know much about... Who else is a queen I love? Mimi, I'm first. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't know. I, w- I would say like all the international seasons again. That's like fair. I That's didn't fair. know. I didn't know a lot of these queens, and and some of them have really become some of my favorite queens. Jimbo had no idea who she was. Yeah, neither did the rest of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's literally the fan favorite of pretty much every single season she's been on. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm very excited for Canada's Drag Race to start in a couple days, depending on when I post this. Um, it's going to be a fun season. I anticipate some drama. I anticipate um, 
being angry at results because that's just what happens on Canada's Drag Race. Me and Brooklyn just do not see eye to eye. But Brooklyn, if you ever want to come on the podcast, we can we can hash it out. Um, please come. I like you. Let's 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 chat. Uh, but I'm very excited for this. Um, and thank you both for being here and for disagreeing with me on almost every single person. That was fun. <laughs> that rarely happens. I am excited. People, if you come on the podcast, you do not need to agree with me. It's more fun to have this kind of conversation. But this was, this was kind of the first time where it's been like so drastic and I'm so here for it because that's, that's the beauty of drag. It's so subjective. Obscura and I often have the same opinion, but it's the exact opposite opinion of everyone else. Yeah. It's, it sense. happens a lot. I feel like for certain seasons, I tend to agree with the hive mind, but for this, it's just been like, well, it's also because we haven't seen the season yet. I feel like I have my loud sure. ass opinions. I knew Allison would have her loud ass opinions. Mm-hmm. I warned you. I told you we're going to be loud <laughs> and we're going to be very based on what we see on Instagram. And that's how it went. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here for it. Well, where can we find the two of you on social media, Venmo? And I don't know if you have like a project together you want to plug. Well, you can find me at Official Obscura on Instagram because I'm very official. You can find me on on Venmo at a little um, funny little name called Visions NYC. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, you can find me on Instagram at I Alice in Wonderland. That's Allison with two L's because one L is incorrect. Uh, you can find me on Venmo. It's under my boy name, Alan Brandel, B-R-A-N-D-L. Um, and we do have a little project together, Obscura. We, we do. We have our inaugural Visions Reloaded, which is themed to Stefani or Stephanie Squared. It depends on where you come from. Um, <laughs> and it is a night themed to our two favorites, Italian-American female pop stars, Gwen Stefani and Lady Gaga. We are sponsored by Ume Plum Liqueur. They are a fabulous company, makes delicious purple potions. And of course, Gwen's beauty line, Get Beauty. We are so excited. And it's going to be a fierce show. We have Nikki O, Julie J, Alice Noir, Vicky DeVille, and a bunch of pop-up shows and a bunch of vendors. It's going to be so epic. It's going to be a night to remember. It's going to be huge. And it's a $3 bill on July 21st. Yes. Coming up. Coming up. Well, thank you both for being here. This was such a blast. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you for having us together at last on the podcast. It's about (laughs) time. A huge thanks to Allison and Obscura for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.